Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? What's up to you listening across the world at WWL.com or the Radio.com app? It's a new week! It's a football this week. Oh, wait, no, it's not. we got lots of football to talk about. You just heard four hours from... Bobby, Zach, Deuce, and Christian, and this past weekend you had the Alliance of American Football kicking off their inaugural season. We're going to talk a lot of football here in hour one. Step aside from our usual basketball conversation of the last uh, couple of weeks or so. We'll get to the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, that kicked off on Saturday. And they had relatively kind of monstrous ratings, not comparable to the NFL. Nobody was expecting that. But they beat the NBA. They beat the NBA on Saturday night from 8 to 10 local time here on CBS. Got about 3 million viewers. So welcome to our sports conversation, AAF. Uh, Bill Polian and one of the Ebersols found founded the AAF. Steve Spurrier's coaching in the AAF. A lot of the college players that didn't make the NFL from recent years, names that you would know. I'm playing this past weekend. So Ben Kirchival of CBS Sports is going to come at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk a little AAF and some of the things they're doing differently and how they're trying to get to a point where they could be a feeder league for the NFL, much like the D League is, or I guess it's the G League now, in the NBA. Also later this hour, I'm going to make you fantasy commissioner here at the NFL with unilateral powers – I'll be giving you to make any changes you want in the NFL. And I'm curious to know, what would you change? And we've been harping on officiating for the last three weeks here. So I want to get more creative than that. There's a lot of things, a lot of nuances to professional football that we think we could change and make the game better. So we'll open it up second half of the hour to your suggestions. Topic of really the day and tomorrow will be LSU against Kentucky on the hardwood. LSU, number 19 in the AP, number 21 in the coaches poll. They travel to Kentucky to play number five Kentucky. Kentucky yesterday in the college basketball preview that the NCAA selection committee released, their top 16 seeds, they had Kentucky at the five, right behind Gonzaga, for a number one seed. So Kentucky right now would be the top two seed and nipping on Gonzaga's heels and Virginia's heels for a possible one seed. Barry, uh, Billy Embody of 24-7 Sports and Jerry Palm of CBS Sports will come on in to talk about it. We will talk some Pelicans and Anthony Davis and some more nonsense coming from Magic Johnson and the Los Angeles Lakers in hour number two. And then we've got some ugly NFL news to talk about in hour three. Kareem Hunt was signed by the Browns. He probably won't play for the Browns, at least early on next season, because he'll face a league suspension. But the hypocrisy is, speaking of absurd and nonsense, it's there once again in our professional sports, specifically, specifically the NFL. The league and the men who run this league and run certain franchises who blackballed Colin Kaepernick 
didn't want him to play in the league again are now the same ones welcoming with open arms Kareem Hunt, who was caught on video kicking and beating a woman while she was on the ground just a few months ago. Great priorities, Cleveland Browns. It's fantastic. It's great optics once again for the NFL, who seem to not be able to take a month away from any kind of extreme controversy here. The Browns once again showing us why they're exactly the Browns, I suppose. Also, Bob Costas, 40 years with NBC Sports. Everybody knows Bob Costas, right? Well, he's now speaking out about why he was let go from NBC. Get to that in, in hour number three. It's interesting here, and it involves the NFL too. Dak Prescott stepping in it, and we'll do sports libs. Moment of end from Mo Wade. So lots to come on the show. But I wanted to start off, like I said, talking about the National Football League because, well, look, a lot of you listening are listening because still uh, what they were just talking about in the hour before. And what I see coming from the Saints here this offseason, and I almost shied away from phrasing it like this because in the NFL – you could almost call any offseason monumental. Last offseason, was it monumental for the Saints? Probably. When they're just entering a Super Bowl window that probably wasn't going to be incredibly long with Drew Brees' age. Seen other ones, monumental offseasons. But this one has another monumental feel to it. It really does. And the challenges that Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton and Jeff Ireland and everybody running this organization is going to have in free agency with some cap space, more cap space than they've had recently, but not to the levels that a lot of franchises have. We're not talking about $50 million, $70 million that a lot of franchises have right now. In the NFL draft, when that gets here, we're no first round, no third round pick. That's because of the Marcus Davenport trade last year. So they'll have limited resources in the draft. We told you Mark Ingram, he's up. There's guys on this defense that won't be back. What happens with David Onyemata now? Will he be back? He was a critical part of that defensive line. So the challenge now for the Saints isn't to get yourself to championship contention. They were there. The one call gone their way, we all know they would have been playing in the Super Bowl, and who knows what happens then. I have a hard time believing that this Saints offense only puts up three points against the Patriots in a Super Bowl. Not looking back, but looking forward. The challenge now is to keep this team in championship contention, playing at a championship level with a quarterback who's now on the wrong side of 40. With a quarterback in the last half of the season, we all love Drew. He should come back with the way he played uh, his entire last year. But there are questions about his arm strength, about is he declining the way that Peyton Manning declined pretty precipitously over the last year and a half of his career? What will the backfield look like? Possibly without Mark Ingram. Can Alvin Kamara be that focal point of the Saints' backfield? Will they bring in somebody like Leonard Fournette, who looks like LSU fans would love that, but he, he hasn't really ingratiated himself to anybody in the Jaguars' front office or coaching staff. Could be on its way out. So this is a momentous, a, a monumental offseason here for the Saints. There's no doubt about it. Some offseasons are just bigger than others. I know the NFL, they, they pitch this fiction that all 32 teams this time of year, well, if they just do the right things in the offseason, maybe they can contend. 
We were talking about this with the Browns last year. I thought it was laughable. I thought the Browns were two, three years away. But everybody says, well, look at all the picks they have. Look at this young defense that's really good. They could possibly challenge. I know you remember those storylines. They could possibly challenge in the NFC North if everything goes right. Same thing with Arizona or the Jets or the Bears. Worked for the Bears, didn't for all the other franchises I meant. So not everybody has a chance here. That's the fiction that the NFL likes to sell you. That's why so many eyeballs tune into this league. It's built on the back of parity, certainly more parity than the NBA that we've talked about so much. Not everybody has a chance this time of year to really either get to a championship level or stay at a championship level. The Saints got there the last couple of years. Now they've got to turn the knob a little bit and find a way to stay there. Getting there sometimes is easier than staying there. The Patriots make staying there look easy. Everybody else, all the other franchises that have been there and then faded, they'll tell you how hard that is. Remember Seattle a few years ago? Looked like a budding dynasty, back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, six consecutive playoff appearances, first six years of Russell Wilson's career. They had to go through a little bit of a rebuild. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, they're always going to be there with Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, they've missed the last two playoffs. Well, what about Denver? Peyton Manning, they had a great defense. One of the best defenses in the salary cap era of the NFL. Well, that quickly faded away and fell apart. They missed the last two postseasons. Pittsburgh missed last year. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens were there and then had to rebuild. The Atlanta Falcons had an MVP, and they were up 28-3 to in a Super Bowl. And now they can't get out of their own way. Same with Carolina. They were in a Super Bowl not too long ago. They're now going into a rebuild with question marks at the quarterback spot. The point is, it is tough to stay at the top of the mountain in the NFL. The salary cap restrictions, the lack of longevity for guys in this league and their careers at most spots outside the quarterback spot, just leads to the inevitable decline. I told you this last week, but it's worth bringing up only because I try to stay objective about these things. Logan knows this. I had the Saints at 13-3 and this year in the preseason. I said, this team's going to be good. This team's going to be the best team in the NFL, and they'll have a chance to win a title. I'm not hating on the Saints when I say this next thing. That's why I bring that up. But again, I said it last week. I was, on, I was in Chicago and then New York and then one in Washington, D.C. Did three interviews last week. Across our radio.com platform at different stations over there. And all three places asked me, so the Saints going to be back here next year. The Saints going to be one of the favorites next year. Can you, how did they phrase it? They phrase it as, can you guarantee that the Saints are going to be back here next year? And I said, no. I said, no, three times. I can't guarantee that. There's a lot of question marks. Slot receiver, tied in, Drew's age, offensive line health and depth linebacker outside of Demario Davis slot corner just PJ and he's probably facing a suspension what do they do there no Patrick Robinson he's probably not coming back so I can't guarantee it neither can you it's what makes the NFL fun but it also is why uh, those guys have a lot of gray hairs who run on these and coaching these franchises I'm going to take a break when we come back we'll open it up for your calls how big do you think the Saints offseason is going to be? And what are some moves or some question marks you have here as we get ready for what should be 
Look, it always is fascinating offseason in the NFL. 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. We'll also talk some AAF. The Alliance of American Football kicked off this last week. was very fascinating to use that word again. I'm Seth Dunlap. It's Logan behind the glass tonight. The last lap continues on WWL. Ah, yes, this is America Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. Record of the year, song of the year, yesterday at the Grammys. One of the things we're going to do throughout the show, we're going to play some of the winners from yesterday. So, again, this is America, record of the year, song of the year, certainly one of my jams um, from 2018. You watch the Grammys, Logan, at all? You know that? Is that, is that, an, is that an old person's thing? Is that like an old person's? Am I old now? Am I an oldie? Did you watch the Grammys? No, no, he did not watch the Grammys, he says. That didn't seem like a Logan thing. Did you go to Chewbacca, Logan? Did I convince you to go out there? I'm going to say <laughs> Logan's putting on his headsets. He's coming in. I can't hear you, Logan. Well, Logan's going to fix his mic back there. I think he's just stonewalling. He's he's filibustering me so he can't actually come on here and wallow in his shame of not having gone to uh, Chewbacca's as kickoff Mardi Gras this last week. And even though I spent all of last week trying to make that happen. So while Logan gets his mic working, let's go to Chris in Las Vegas. Uh, you you want to tell us what changes you'd like to make in the NFL, Chris? Seth, uh, good evening. Good evening, this Chris. Is, this is the first time that I've uh... – I've called in since the NFC Championship game that John Paul, my 12-year-old, 12 12 year and I attended. We're, we're still season ticket holders being from Louisiana. I, I had to just block everything out, so I'm, I'm coming out of the, the cave a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're coming out of your hole here. I went on hibernation. I, I got you. Out of the hole, and in and, and, and all fairness, I'm, I'm not at the Houdat Embassy in Vegas. I'm actually in Washington, D.C. for work tonight. Ah. And I'm just sitting here, and I'm, I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to the radio app or whatever and listen, catch up what's going on. So I've listened to the last, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Uh, yeah. Changes, I would say, Seth, is and just talking to people. As a Saints fan, I travel the country a lot. Uh, and my friends, obviously, my world knows that I'm a Saints fan. And just talking to folks, like one thing that I would say that's reasonable, I think very reasonable for a change would be the officials – that 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 are at a game are not from that same DMA. Oh, gosh. because right. Well, here's the thing. Like, can you imagine if it was if 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 it was the NFC Championship in LA and four of the seven or three of the seven or whatever I think it's four of the seven officials were from the Gulf Coast from let's say Biloxi to Lake Charles. Like, yep. What kind of riot that would have caused? Oh no, Chris. Look, Chris, you are uh, that is. A great change. Commissioner Chris here, as we're going to ask all hour long, what changes would you make if we gave you commissioner powers and unilateral powers to make to the NFL? You're right. I'm with you there. If I had those powers, one of the first things that I would do just to even avoid any any looking like there's any impropriety, regardless of if there was or not, I'm with you. Make the officials who are working these games they cannot be residing in or from the areas that those teams are from. Now, it's not apples to apples here. The The population center in Southern California, where you're right, four of those officials were from. Now, Southern California is a big place. About, you know, if you just talk Southern California, you're probably talking three Louisianas down there. 
And also, Louisiana, the Gulf South doesn't have the population. Um, but I'm with you. They shouldn't have anything, any officials from the Gulf South working that game. They shouldn't have any officials from Los Angeles working that game. Seems like an easy fix here. Thanks for the call, Chris. Here is a text from the 985 when the AAF guy comes on asking about the onside kick, fourth and 12. Commits a holding penalty, and what happens? I think that goes to maybe the reviews that they're using in the AAF. One of the interesting things about the Alliance of American Football is the uh, transparency that they're giving us. Well, they're officiating. I guess piggybacking on what Chris said there. One of the great things about that league, they're even letting you listen to the conversations when they review the plays. So instead of Tony Romo and Jim Nance going on a two-minute spiel and Tony, uh, you know, prognosticating about what he thinks is going to happen instead you'll hear the actual officials the replay officials talking about um, the ins and the nuance nuances of the play they're reviewing logan you got your mic fixed man come on in here uh did you go to chewbacca's no i i did not and why i need a reason you need a you need a reason with me well it, it just so happens that friday after i left this studio i went home and was sick all weekend and i, I can hear home. it yeah Took my uh, took my medicine, and today I woke up and went go uh, take my final driving test so I could be a responsible adult. Oh, okay. How'd it go? I went fine. I passed. Everything's good. Oh, there you go. It's always a little nerve wracking when you have to take that driving test, right? It, it was by yourself. I'm guessing you and you and the guy or gal. Yep. Parallel park. You do okay? Yeah, everything went fine. the uh, The worst part about it was they just didn't really say anything. Like, like <laughs> they're just sitting always, silent and they're in the right yeah, that's, seat. Yeah, that's always the worst part is that they're sitting yeah. there like completely stone faced, and you're trying to like get like, am I doing good? Or, mm, or they're, 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 I'm picturing like somebody with their glasses on and a clipboard. Going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been there, Logan. I feel for you. Uh, our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll at www.com. Have you heard of the AAF? Simple yes or no. I am curious to know how much of our audience has even heard of the Alliance of American Football. Again, they kicked it off this last week. And here's a text from the 985. The AAF looks like they took a lesson from the NFL. They have a lot of old fart, retarded, uh, re, or not re, uh, re, well, I shouldn't have said that word, but retread coaches, the merry-go-round of coaches. It's a wonder they did not try to get to other retreads like Jim Mora, Mike Ditka, and former Saints coach Jim Hazlitt. First of all, I don't like that word. I apologize that I used it. That was my Ron Burgundy coming out, uh, even though nothing you know, FCC is not going to find us there. I don't like that word, so I apologize for using that word. Uh, but to the point of the text was the retread coaches that happened in the NFL. But this is a new league. If you can get somebody like Steve Spurrier's coaching a team, Jim Moore, Mike Ditka. Um, Mike Ditka is not in that league, but Steve Spurrier is. The point is, if you can get some big names to go into this new league, and remember, it's one of the founders is Bill Polian. Another one's Ebersol. So there's some names around here. It's one of the reasons why this league looks like it's very well designed, very well structured, and the first weekend went exceptionally well. I mean, we're talking about 3 million people watching that game on CBS on Saturday night. Again, beat the NBA. It shows you how football crazy we are. There's a place for this league here. There is surely a place for this league here especially right after the season's over, and they've designed the league where it will end right before the NFL draft. So it kind of occupies this space, this vacuum where we don't have any football. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. We'll take a break. When we come back, Ben Kerchival 
Right about the AAF for CBS Sports. He'll come on in and join me, Seth Dunlap, here on the last lap. Now you're going to hear some different music tonight. And because we're playing Grammy winners, uh, Ariana Grande, this is her, won her first Grammy Best Pop Vocal Album for Sweetener. One of the great voices of our time, Chris Cornell. Rest in peace. He won a Grammy. We're playing Grammy winners tonight as our rejoined music. Best rock performance. This is Chris Cornell, When Bad Does Good. Well, I have a lot of memories of that voice. Carried me through college and before and after that, too. Certainly will miss him. All right, we're making you commissioner for a day in the NFL. Unilateral powers to change anything in the NFL to make the game better or more palatable, better viewing experience for fans. What would that be? And we're trying to expand outside of officiating if you can. Obviously, that's the topic down here. It has been for the last three weeks, but we want more than just officiating. Let's go to Bill in Metairie. Bill, welcome to the show. All right, Seth, I got a list for you. Here. Okay, okay. Um, run down it, Bill. All right, here we go. First off, I'll expand the roster. Sean Payton's already suggested that. Mm-hmm. Um, How, secondly, big would would How big would you go? How big would you go? I would go 53 active, 60 overall, and keep the 10 on the practice squad. I like it. I like it. All right. I, I would ex- I would change the over overtime rule to more like college, but starting on your own 40-yard line and changing possessions. That way, one first down, you'd almost be in field goal range. Uh, but, but I think that would make it uh, more interesting. I would widen the field by a yard or two. Okay. I mean, obviously, we've gone to the o- offensive um, – game it's become a more offensive game and it's hard to dial that back and the fourth thing i would like to do is expand the playoffs to seven teams a it would keep more people interested longer and b it would make the one seed truly an advantage over everybody and that's something you've earned so yes you do you do three day. games and then the uh, yeah then one seed gets about okay i like it bill yeah i can follow along there i think i like every one of your ideas the only one that i oscillate back and forth on is the overtime rules Um, i do like that it's not just straight college rules here you're moving it back from the 25 to the 40 so it's not an automatic field goal for anybody except i don't know maybe greg zerline (laughs) the los angeles rams there but i like all your suggestions there i think the rosters will eventually get expanded that's probably coming during the next cba widening the field well i don't know if widening the field is happening either although i understand what you're saying more space more offense most people can probably get behind that, especially after what we saw in the Super Bowl. Good stuff, Bill. Let's go to Johnny in Laplace. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Hey, how you doing tonight? Hey, good. What's going on? What, what's your ideas? Well, I think, you know, I believe if the ball gets inside the 25-yard line, they shouldn't kick field goals. They force the teams to go for the touchdown. Too many teams just sit on a field goal kicker. Well, yeah, but Johnny, are you saying if you have a long play at the end of the game, like, well, remember the Saints towards the end of their game there, they had it inside the 25. You're saying you would force the Saints to go for a touchdown, even though all you need is a field goal to go to this, possibly go to the Super Bowl? No, well, we can say like under two minutes, you can kick the field goal. But if it's like eight minutes in the first quarter, go for the touchdown. All right, let me have a – well, you're, look, you're the commissioner, so we're following your rules. So this is your rule. Uh, but let me uh, – you know, now my commissioner for a day, maybe I change it. What about if we have a four-point field goal or maybe the, anything under 40 yards is two points, 40 to 50 is three, and 50 plus is four, 55 plus is four, something like that. We could do that, but I just like to force the offense to be more aggressive – 
Yeah, look, and that, that's yeah, no, that's that's one of the reasons why Orpington's break, John. It's good stuff, though. Thanks for calling. And one of the reasons why they moved the extra point back is they wanted more teams to possibly go for two. Well, more teams really aren't going for two outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've done it quite often since that rule change. 504-260-1870. If you want to jump on in here, make a new commissioner for a day in the NFL, what changes would you make to better the game? 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. It's the last lap on WWL. Grammy winners all night from yesterday. This is your best pop solo performance, Joanne, by Lady Gaga. She had a great year, big year. Maybe we'll win an Oscar, too. Two Grammy wins yesterday for Gaga. Uh, there was a fake report on Twitter earlier today by a fake Bleacher Report account that spread like wildfire and said one of the AAF's uh, teams, the Memphis Express, had signed Jamarcus Russell, got a lot of retweets and play down here, and it was fake. So if you saw Jamarcus Russell signed by the Alliance of American Football, yeah, that didn't happen, nor should it. Have you heard of the AAF? That's our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll online at WWL.com. And just about 50% of you right now are saying that you had heard of the AAF. We'll keep you updated on that throughout the day. We're going live on Facebook right now. We're previewing LSU basketball tomorrow against number 5 Kentucky on the road. Going to be a monster matchup, and LSU will try to join college basketball's elite. They'll have a chance to complete the upset tomorrow. We'll see if it happens. Next hour, we'll talk about this on the air here, and Billy Embody of 24-7 Sports will join us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.